time for another episode of Squaring Up the Sharp. We are through week four in the NFL. We're on to week five. Uh, this is going to be a shorter show. We have uh, some – we're doing things a little differently this week uh, because we are not actually recording together. So we've had to rig a few things up and we're, uh, we're going to make our way through it. So it's going to be a little bit sh- on the shorter side, but uh, I'm Max Carroll, host of Squaring Up the Sharp, joined by my co-host Austin Weinrich. How are you doing this week, Austin? Uh, good. I learned all about technology through YouTube, so <laughs> I'm a thousand times smarter now. Yeah, no, we did, uh, we had to watch, we had to watch some videos, we had to read some books, try to figure out how to, how to get this up and running, so we, uh, like yeah. I said, we're doing, we're doing, what's that? I need one of those. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're, uh, you know, this is our first time doing it this way, so, you know, just bear with us, but. Uh, we're going to make our way through. We have our uh, our show for you. We're going to recap last week, both our picks and fantasy. And then we're going to move to uh, week five. The season's rolling right along. We're at the uh, quarter point here. And you can start to see some separation of teams that are uh, the better teams in the league. But there's still a lot of uh, question marks out there for a lot of different teams. A lot of injuries. So the the uh, the rest of the season could be pretty interesting. I think the only thing that we can say is that the Giants and the Jets are not going to make the playoffs. <laughs> Although you know, so there is a chance. There, <laughs> I take that back. I, I said that, uh, and I'm thinking, you know, the Eagles are one, two, and one, and they lead the NFC East. So you never know, I guess, especially yeah. with with how the season has gone so far. I'm, I'm just going to run through a couple of anomalies for uh, against the spread. Did you know the Jets are zero and four against the spread? Uh, if you asked me that, I would have probably said, uh, you know, that was true. Yes, uh, I did not know that, but uh, I'm not surprised. And the Houston Texans are also zero and four against the spread. Again, uh, not surprised. We saw they they fired uh, Bill O'Brien from both GM and coach positions, and I guess week. he was the offensive coordinator too, technically. Yeah, he did take play calling back, I believe. So they have three vacancies to fill. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> you got Dallas's own four against the spread. That's, you know what? I'm not really surprised by that either because they've, the, in years past, they have been terrible late in the game. And I know they've been favorited uh, a few times and, you know, you get some backdoor covers here and there. I'm not surprised. You know, this, it's, you know, 0-4 against the spread is tough to do because you would think that they would, you know, get lucky once. But, you know, what the teams are listing, I'm, I'm not really surprised. And then on the other side, you got Cincinnati is 3-0-1 against the spread. Okay. Joe Burrow making some noise. Got yeah. the first win last week. Yeah, finally. Yeah. So, I mean, he and he's been playing well. Seattle is 4-0 against the spread. Okay. Yeah, Seattle looks like they're uh they might be the team to beat in the NFC right now. They look like it to be honest. Uh it's all it, you know, the them and the Packers, I think you could uh you could say you could make a case for either one of those teams to go uh take the NFC right now at the quarter point. Now a lot can change. Uh Aaron Rodgers is playing, you know, some of his best football with people that you've never heard of before. Yeah, who's the tight end this week? I don't even know his name. Robert Robert Tanyan. Yeah, he was probably one of the biggest waiver wire pickups this week. I didn't look. At, I I can't verify that because I haven't looked, but I would imagine that's the case. 
at three touchdown catches. So, yeah, he's doing his thing out there. You know, we talk about the MVPs, right? I mean, you got to throw Rodgers in there. Yeah, Rodgers is definitely up there. I mean, Mahomes, but uh, Wilson still leads the way here. Yeah, uh, I'm not surprised about that. Uh, Mahomes and Jackson probably, uh, you know, could. It's it's hard to say it, but they're not really living up to their, uh, you know, their their bill right now. Well, to be honest, Lamar Jackson's probably out of it because of the head to head loss to the Chiefs. I know it shouldn't matter like that, but well, he, he, yeah, we count a lot. He actually played pretty bad in that game as well, so uh, that had a lot to do with it. But uh, let's get let's get our recap going for week uh, week four here. What do you got for us? All right, um, you went three and two betting wise. You missed your double down with the Rams minus thirteen. The Giants actually covered that game. You hit uh, Philly plus seven, Dallas minus four and a half. You miss. You hit Minnesota plus four, and then you lucked out with uh, Cam Newton getting COVID at yeah. uh, minus seven. Hey, if you if you got that line early, you were feeling pretty good. But the game was actually pretty close. This is true. It was I mean, right. Yeah, I know some books. If the line moves. Such a crazy amount, they'll take it off the board and refund the ticket. So it does depend on that. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, if, if they're being nice to you, you know. <laughs> um, but we saw the line jump up to, I think it was 11, 10 and a half or 11. Yeah, right um, around. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, obviously that made a big difference. If you got that line early and they honored it, then you were good to go. Um, but you still had to kind of sweat it out at the end because the Chiefs offense, you know, I was watching the game and I'm like, you know, how good is Belichick at defensive schemes? You know, like person to take away and then he forces you to go to everyone else. Yeah. I mean, the Chiefs have so many weapons that it's kind of like, you know, you take away one, but the other, you know, you have Kelsey, are you going to take away him? Are you going to take Tyreek Hill away? Are you going to take Edwards Alaire away? Uh, nobody had like a game breaking performance. And, uh, the, the Patriots actually had a chance to win, despite Brian Hoyer playing like trash. And getting which, back halfway through the game. Yeah. And then Stidham, what did he threw a pick six right at the end? You know, that was the difference. If you got that line late. You know, he throws it. I think it was a pick six, right? Uh, I didn't watch any of the games, to be honest with uh, you. Once Cam Newton yeah. pulled out, I was like, I don't see this being worth my time to watch. Yeah, it was uh, It was a defense. I think the over-under in that game was like 50-something at the start. I don't know what it came down to, but it didn't even come close to that. I think the final score was 26-10 or something, something like that. Um, but, yeah, so I... Three and two this week for me. Continue the uh, the good stretch. What's that? Twelve and seven on the season. Twelve and s- should be should be twenty even. Should be twelve. It should be twelve and eight. Yep. Twelve yes. and eight. So twelve and eight on the season. And how are you looking so far? I am nine and eleven on the season. Okay. This week I hit Seattle with my double down at minus six. I missed Arizona. 
I don't know what happened in Arizona. It feels like they've uh, come back down to earth after the first two weeks. Yeah, I'm not... Uh, Kyler Murray didn't... You know, I think he threw for three touchdowns, but he... You know, so I don't know what I don't know what's going on with them. They, you know, they were my pick, my kind of Cinderella team at the beginning of the season. Not really sure what's going on with them, but so yeah. not Detroit plus three. I miss. They were up. They were up big in that game. Yeah, typical Detroit. And then uh, I miss. No, I hit uh, Baltimore minus thirteen and a half. Baltimore, my okay. What was the final score of that game? They won by fourteen. Okay, so they uh they just scraped yeah, by. Touchdown to Haskins, who uh, ended up getting benched. Who 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 was who's the backup in uh, Washington? Kyle Allen is going to be starting this week. Oh, the old uh, Carolina. He knows Carolina him. guy. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Um. Ron Rivera bringing over Kyle Allen and hoping to get a little magic. I'm not. I mean, it, it was about time for Haskins to be benched. Yeah, there was it's out there uh, saying that uh, he was actually bragging about his stats after the loss, and that really pissed off Ron Rivera. Well, what is there to brag about? Because statistically, I think he had a pretty good game. Let me pull it up real quick. He went 32 for 45 and for 314. No passing touchdowns, no picks, and he had one rushing touchdown. 32 of 45 for 313. 314. 314. That's not not a bad stat line. No, it's a good stat line, but I know Rivera pointed out it was a fourth down and goal. And he threw it for six yards and probably was eight yards short of the end zone. Oh, uh, I do remember. Instead yeah. of trying to force it. And he was like, that was like a test. That's why I went for it on fourth down. Yeah, that uh, I do remember seeing that and just sitting there in disbelief, I guess. is the right word, I mean. Because at that point, you force it. And then, especially, I think they were down by two scores at that point already, so. Yeah, I mean, you just take a shot. At least give yourself a chance. Somebody make a play. I know McLaurin had a really good game. Yes, he did. He went uh, 10 for 118. 10 for 118. Yeah, he's a good player. I like him a lot. Uh, Despite being on the Redskins, I, I do like him. I mean, they're both Ohio State guys, so you figure they should have some sort of chemistry. Yeah, and they played together, I believe. Yes, they did. So Your teams don't do that. Look for, uh, you know, a top wide receiver quarterback combo and just draft them both. Yeah, you have a, an instant connection on the offense, you know. Um, I think they tried to – didn't they do that with Andrew Luck and Kobe Fleener? I think they, they yeah. played together at Stanford and they drafted them both, but – you know, it it does. You know, I'm sure it helps in a in a way of creating more comfort for your rookie quarterback. You know, having that that guy that they that they played a couple years with, but Fleener was just kind of. You know, I just don't think Fleener was built for the NFL. He was a great college tight end, but yeah, 
I don't think he had the speed that's needed. No, he had a he had a couple good games, but nothing that warranted. I think he was what a second round pick. He was a top. Yeah, so yeah, he was a high pick. Um, so obviously that didn't work out. But all right, so just to recap, twelve and eight on the year so far. Uh, after a rough first week, you're feeling pretty good. Uh, Austin at nine and eleven. I believe that would put you at what? Uh, your what minus? What's what, uh, the um, money value? Do you have uh, that written down? Minus three ninety for me, and plus two eighty for you. Okay, so a little bit of ground to make up, but quarter point in the season, plenty of time to get hot. I think this is it took me it took me till like week six or seven to really get going last year, and. Uh, all it takes is one week. I, we're in that Survivor Series now. We got a little friend, uh, Survivor League, Second Chance Survivor League. And, um, you already I, I, I already got eliminated. I took the Bucks and, uh, they blew that game. So, um, you know, whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> I know you have the, you have the Ravens, right? I have the Ravens this week, yes. You have the Ravens as well as one of our other friends, and then uh, we got uh, another another buddy of ours on the Rams. So we'll be keeping an eye on that. Winner gets uh, a nice chunk of change, um, a cool one hundred one hundred thousand for first place if you uh, if you make it till the end of the year. So that'll be a nice little payout for you. All I know is if I win, no one will ever know. So Uncle Sam. <laughs> Yeah, just, you know, don't, uh, uh, you know, yeah, you don't want, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Uncle Sam's going to get their, going to get their cut, but. No, no, no one will ever. <laughs> um, all right, so let's move to fantasy. Let's look at how we did last week. Um, how'd your quarterbacks do? Hey, uh, my quarterbacks, I had Russell Wilson and Matthew Stafford. Uh, to be honest, they did pretty much the same. Uh, Wilson had went for 24.9, and Stafford went for 23.34. All right, so that's a good, uh, you know, yeah, you started off with Stafford, who looked good right out of the gate, and then I think you got pretty lucky with the game flow. Yeah, um, I think, what, they give up, like, 24 straight points or something in that game? Yeah, what was they came out and it was I think it was like fourteen nothing real quick. Yeah. yeah, it was fourteen nothing real quick, and you and I was worried that you know they weren't gonna have to throw the ball that much if they kept that up. But Saints came right back, so you had uh yeah the down good- Stafford's game was he only threw for two oh six, but he had three touchdowns. Yeah, three. Yeah, that's uh you know. Some leagues they'll give you six points for that passing touchdown, but uh, DraftKings they'll only give you four, and I th- I think that's fair. I like that scoring better. As do I. So it was a good it was a good week for quarterbacks for you. Um, for myself, I locked in Burrow. He threw for three hundred yards again, but I think he what he only had one touchdown. Um, I think he had one touchdown and one pick. I'm trying to bring it up real quick. Let's see, yeah, 300 yards on the dot, one touchdown, one pick. So you got the bonus, but 
you know, he didn't really do much outside of that. Um, still solid game. He's he's been playing well. Three games in a row over three hundred yards, and then my sleeper pick was Mayfield, and you know you got that touchdown from Landry to OBJ, so that took away a passing touchdown. Um, he only threw for one sixty five. He had two touchdowns, but the Browns ran for over three hundred. So you know that's like a. 49 points, and your quarterback's only getting 15 in fantasy. That's yeah. Pretty- 165 yards. You think if you're putting up 49 points and the other team scores 38, that's like an old-fashioned, you know, 400 yards apiece, you know, three or four touchdowns. But, um, yeah, he he started off real well first half. I was like, you know, he could be big, and then uh, kind of just did nothing in the second half because the Cowboys couldn't stop the run, which they haven't been able to do all year. Cowboys defense has been horrendous. Yes, the worst in the league. Yeah, so, you know, they should be uh, easily in first place based on the the amount of talent that they have offensively, but it's a, uh, you know, you got to play defense. You don't play defense, and they should, uh, the Cowboys should be 0 4, honestly. So, uh, if Atlanta isn't the worst at holding leads. Yeah, speaking of uh, coaches getting fired, when is Dan Quinn going to get fired? I mean... Uh, he must have some dirt on Arthur Blank. Is Arthur Blank still alive? Maybe. <laughs> uh, I assume so. <laughs> he, he is, but it's like, you know, is he even paying attention to what's going on? Because I'm not really sure what he's seeing out of Dan Quinn, but this team can't finish a game, you know? so It's insane. Yeah, let's uh, let's look at running backs. How How'd your running backs do? I I uh, locked in Devin Singletary, who uh, had 18.7. It's a good game. Attempts, 56 yards, a touchdown, and a couple catches. And then uh, Henderson Jr. on the Rams, who did nothing, only 4.7 points. Giants really shut down the Rams' rushing attack. Yeah, imagine, but just imagine a world. Where the Giants can score an offensive touchdown. What do they have? Two on the season. They have two touchdowns in four games. They have a million field goals because they can't do any. This is like typical Giants over the last few years. They can't do anything in the red zone. Their play calling gets so freaking conservative because Daniel Jones can't protect the ball, and everybody's so scared of him throwing it to the other team or dropping back and fumbling it because he can't do anything, and. Giants can't score two weeks in a row now where they haven't scored a touchdown. And uh, I don't even know. I don't know what to think at this point because they just can't. They, I, I don't know. I, I'm sick of, uh, you know, you brought up last week the little option route that the tight end runs that, mm-hmm. that you can see through. Like, I think they, I think I saw that like three or four times this game and it wasn't completed once. <laughs> it's like, because they're not on the same page. No. And, you know, it's a waste. Engram was first-round pick, and he's in his fourth year now, I think. Uh, I believe so. Yeah, last year was a good year, but still. I mean, for a first-round pick, you know, what was that? That was a Jerry Reese pick, right? That was his last year, I think? I think so. He was, like, twenty mid-20s overall. Yeah, I think Jerry Reese took him. And that was a good, good parting gift. 
<laughs> for Giants fans. So, um, yeah, I was I was surprised. Those were two picks. Singletary was pretty cheap. You got really good value from him. Uh, my running backs last I locked in Kamara. He had a, he had a good game for running back standards, not for his standards. He had twenty point nine, which is was his lowest this year so far. He only had three catches. And you, with Kamara, you rely a lot on catches. He had 83 rushing yards um, and a touchdown. Sport and fantasy-wise. Yeah. Um, my sleep point, it was like 21.9 Murray had. Yeah, and Murray had two touchdowns. Um, and I know that was uh, one of the donkey picks from uh, your girlfriend last week. She hits. She hits those donkey picks. Yeah, she's the best donkey picker. <laughs> I want to know what why she picked Murray, um, but hey, I mean, twenty twenty something points, two touchdowns. I mean, that's what you're looking for. And he was probably under four thousand, I would think, or somewhere around there. But uh, my sleeper for running back was James White, which on the Sunday slate he got pushed back, so he didn't actually he wasn't part of that slate, but he put up twelve point nine, had some catches. Um so you know, despite not uh counting, he would have been a decent pick, but nonetheless didn't count for the Sunday slate. So let's move to wide receiver. What do you got? Okay, I uh I kinda cheated and I had Metcalf and Lockett as my locks. Metcalf was solid, 17.6. And Lockett, I don't know what happened, but he didn't have a good game. Only 5.9. And then, uh, my sleeper was Randall Cobb at, uh, he only had 5.6, but, uh, that Texans offense was horrible. They looked off all game. Um, yeah, I, you know what? Lockett was like on a big chunk of my teams and he just did nothing. Um, I'm not really sure what that was all about. DK Metcalf has been like the most consistent receiver. <laughs> um, you know, you know, you know, you're going to get four catches, a hundred yards at least. That's basically it. That's what he averages. Yeah. He is the first two. Yeah. Game. I think last game it was four catches, 95. Yeah, the only thing he didn't have last week that he had the first three weeks was a touchdown. Yes. Um, so, you, so you were missing that. But, you know, he's been consistent. And, you know, his price has been going up. His price has been going up by about three or 400 every week. And, you know, at some point you might be like, eh, you know. Maybe he's getting a little too pricey because he does the same thing every week. But, you know, if that's his floor, then you got to feel pretty good about that. Yeah, I, I can't complain about a floor for 17 points. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter what, unless it's, you know, an outrageous price tag. But if you, you know, typically... You know, 17 points, you're going to feel good with that. Like you said, as a floor, you'll feel good. Um, my picks for wide receiver were Mike Evans. He had a great game, uh, which is the reason why, you know, the reason why I liked him was because Godwin was out. 
and um, OJ Howard ended up getting hurt in that game, so it was really just Evans. And, and to be honest, he was hurt most of the games. He probably should have had a lot more. Yeah, I was watching him on Thursday because they just played the other day, and it looked like he was limping around a lot. So, uh, you know, he he gutted it out. He what do you have? Two touchdowns? Did he have two touchdowns? Yeah, he leads the uh, league in touchdowns. I know he's he's targeted more than anybody by a lot in the red zone. All his touchdowns are like one or two yard catches. It's insane. Yeah, I think he had four touchdowns going into this past week, and it was like one yard, one yard, two yards, and twenty three yards. So he, uh, yeah, he's he's been doing his thing. Brady likes him. Get him the ball. He's just got to stay healthy. My sleeper pick, uh, this guy's, I, I mean, he's done. Uh, you can't really say anything else about A.J. Green. I was real surprised you picked him, to be honest. I, You know what? I was trying to give him one last salvo, but uh, he he just, he, he looks like he's done. I mean, he looks fragile. Every time he gets tackled, it looks like, you know, you're worried he's going to get hurt. Um, so, you know, he had one. Franchise tag money, so he's getting paid. He's getting paid a lot of money. <laughs> I don't, I don't really understand that, but uh, one point three points this week. So that's that's pretty good. Um, let's go to tight end. How'd you do? I picked uh, Darren Waller, who had a solid game at sixteen point eight. Yep. And uh, my sleeper was a deep sleeper. I picked Kyle Rudolph who uh, had 4.7. I was looking for that touchdown from Rudolph, but uh, I got the solid two catches, 27 yards instead. Okay. And he was like, what, 3,000 or something? Yeah, he was real cheap. So that's, um, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty big punt play. Uh, you can't really expect too much from that, but still, I mean, four point something for that, uh, you'll take it, I guess. Um... My tight ends, Hawkinson, 10.9. Thought he was going to do how the game ended up playing out. Uh, he did have a touchdown catch. Late in the game. I think it was in the fourth quarter. Because he had done yes. at that point. Uh, and I believe Mo Ali Cox, who was my sleeper, he had a touchdown catch as well. Yeah, he had one catch. I think it was Eight. three yards in touchdown. Yeah, it was something... With 13 yards. 13 yards and a touchdown, yeah. So, I mean, both guys scored a touchdown, which you're happy with, but, you know, you got to do more than one or two catches. And especially in Hawkinson's case, I was disappointed that he, he wasn't able to do more. So, um, let's finish up with defense before we go to week five fantasy. How did you do with the, on the defensive side? I picked the Rams as my lot just because they were playing the inept Giants offense, and I was right. Yep. Points. It was a sack party on Daniel Jones, and then Jones threw the late pick. And then uh, my sleeper was Seattle, who had five points. Uh, they had two interceptions of Fitzpatrick. You want them to return one to the house, and then that would have been a huge play. Yeah. Um, you called it with the uh, you know not giving up a touchdown. The Rams. Um, that's a big deal. It opens the door for a lot of points, and Giants just couldn't move the ball. So, which again, weren't really surprised about that. 
Um, and then when you get a couple interceptions or a couple turnovers, you're hoping one of them turns into a touchdown. And uh, that's what happened on uh, for me with the, you know, again, with this with the Chiefs game being moved, I had I locked in the box. They they got six, which you know you want more than that from a defense that you're going to roll with for most of your teams. But you know the Chiefs defense was my sleeper pick. Turned out going up against Brian Hoyer, um, they pushed the game back. So again, this didn't count like my James White pick earlier. But they put up 20 points as a defense because they had that late. Uh, defensive touchdown. So, um, would have worked out well, but, you know, it is what it is. They took, they took that off. So, uh, I'm not sure who, who would you say won this week? I would pro- I'd probably lean you just because of the Mike Evans and your running back picks. Well, you, I mean, you're running, yeah. I mean, Singletary and Kamara were almost a wash, but, you know, you could kind of flip back and forth here. Um, between positions, I think, I think it was pretty even across the board. So, I mean, if you're giving me the win, I'll take it. I'm not, I'm not going to turn it down. So, I mean, I definitely won quarterback and probably tight end. But yeah, yeah, you had the better choice, even with AJ Green. Yeah, that's that's saying a lot. One point three from AJ Green. So, um. Let's move to week five now, get into our fantasy picks, our locks and our sleepers. We'll start with quarterback. Uh, you want to go first? Start us off? Sure. I'm going to take as my lock, Mr. Kyler Murray. I okay. Time for the Cardinals offense to get back on track and no better team to do it against than the New York Jets. Yeah, the New York Jets, according to DraftKings, are the first ranked against quarterbacks. So Yeah, I don't believe that at all. No, I have a hard time seeing that as true. But, you know, Murray's had some turnover issues. He does have five picks in the first four games. But his lowest output has been 24.1 points. So you know what you're getting from him. Uh, even if he doesn't throw for a bunch of yards, last game he didn't. He threw for 133, but he had three touchdowns, uh, and he ran for 78. I mean, that's what you're getting from him. So, I always like him, especially against this Jets defense. At least one rushing touchdown for him, and probably two to three passing. Yeah, that's that's how you get to uh, an average of 27 points. So, um, what about your sleeper? My sleeper, I'm going to go Teddy Bridgewater. Okay. Against the Falcons? Yeah, that Falcon secondary is beat up. Uh, AJ Terrell is coming back this week, their first round pick in COVID, so I don't know how healthy he's really going to be. Darquez Denard is out on the IR. Yeah, I mean, if you're worried about Darquez Denard, mm-hmm. uh, he's a Michigan State guy, right? Yes, he was. He was yeah. dominant in college. Yeah, he was he was good. He hasn't necessarily panned out in the NFL. He's been okay, but you know, if you're you know, worried about him being on the IR, then that's saying something about your corners, I think. Um but yeah, that's I didn't, I didn't see that coming. That's a that's uh, you know, makes sense. Uh Teddy Bridgewater who, you know, he's been solid this year. Uh last week was his best game. He had that nice rushing touchdown where he, you know, it's good to see him being able to move. 
Yeah, he doesn't run a lot, but it's definitely a big bonus when he does. He's slippery. Uh, and he's under 6k, so that's pretty good. It's a pretty good uh, price tag. You, you, you think you're going to get some value back. Um, so my lock this week, I'm going to go with somebody I haven't taken all year. I'm going to go with Big Ben. Okay. Big Ben Roethlisberger, I believe, um, against this Eagles defense. I know, you know, they won last week for the first time, but this defense doesn't scare anybody. And Roethlisberger, he's been solid. Uh, his price is 6,600, um, but he's been right around the 20-point mark all season. He's been limiting the turnovers. So I'm going to go with him against uh, the Eagles. Another, you know, six-ranked defense against the pass. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure how I feel about these rankings because um, hmm. the Eagles have had their struggles. But uh, I like Big Ben this week. And my sleeper pick, which I'm not sure if you could say he's a sleeper, but I'm going to go with Herbert from the Chargers. Uh, he's, you know, he's looked good. And he's been right around 300 yards. He's averaging a little over 300 yards a game. He had three touchdowns last week. He can run a little bit. He's got a rushing touchdown. I like him against the Saints defense that just hasn't really looked good at all. And uh, I like him in that Keenan Allen connection. Okay. All right, now let's move on to running backs. I think, as my lock, I'm going to take Jonathan Taylor on the Colts against the Cleveland Browns. Okay. You can't go wrong with picking a Colts running back, I don't think. They like to run the football. Yeah, they definitely like to use that uh, two tight end package. And those tight ends can block pretty well. On the season, he's getting about probably 15 to 20 carries. Now that, uh, who got injured for them? Um, Marlon Mack. Yeah, the first week of the season since Mack's injuries, he has. 26 attempts, 13 and 17. And he's been over 50 yards every game. And two touchdowns on the season. So, so look good for a rookie. Yeah, I like that um, pick. And then I'm going to go as my sleeper. Hmm. <laughs> I think I'm going to take there Chase is on Arizona. Wow. Going deep here. <laughs> I mean, he's played better than uh, Drake on the season. Kenyon Drake has looked Bad. not, yeah, he has not looked good. Um, I'm I not. Wow, too. Yeah, he was he was expected to do big things this year. I know a lot of people in the leagues took him in like, you know, the top yeah, his top like fifteen picks, uh, and he has not done what uh, has been expected. So, Chase Edmonds, they like him. They do. Um, he's got two touchdowns on the season. Doesn't get many carries, but uh, gets a lot of receptions out of the backfield. 
Yeah, they like him in that third down role, and uh, Kurt, uh, Murray likes to line up in the shotgun a lot, so um, they like to have him back there. So that's a good pick, uh, digging deep there. Um, my lock for running back this week, I'm going to go with uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Kansas City. Vegas is the worst-ranked uh, fantasy defense against running backs, and they obviously want to get this guy the ball. I mean, he's been averaging about 20 touches a game, and uh, when you're getting 20 touches in the Kansas City offense, that's pretty good. Um, you know, he's he, he's had his struggles. Over, you know, the last three weeks, I think he's he's got a roughly a combined 160 rushing yards the last three weeks, so he's not, you know, cr- crushing on the ground, but Mahomes looks for him out of the backfield against this Vegas defense. I like him a lot. My sleeper pick this week, uh, I'm, I'm going to hate myself for doing this, mm. but I'm going to go with Le'Veon Bell, sleeper pick this week. Yeah, you can hate yourself for doing this. <laughs> um, 5,100, you know, he's been nursing, you know, that hamstring injury the last three weeks, but he's he's activated off of injured reserve. He's ready to go against Cardinals defense that has not been good against running backs fantasy-wise this year. And uh, the only thing that will stand in the way of him having a good game, I think, is the head coach. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, you know, for some reason, Gase is not a fan of his and doesn't want to use him. Likes to use uh, – he's been using Frank Gore a lot, obviously. I wouldn't – you know what? I wouldn't be surprised – it wouldn't make any sense, but I wouldn't be surprised if Frank Gore out-touches Le'Veon Bell just because Adam Gase is so against giving Le'Veon Bell the ball for some reason. So, uh, But we'll we'll see. I hope that's not the case. I like Bell this week as long as he gets his touches. Um, all right, let's move to wide receiver. How do you feel about the uh, wide receiver position for Week 5? I like it this week a lot. And for my lock, I'm going to take DJ Shark. DJ Shark. Yeah, he like missed And then he came back against Cincinnati for eight catches, 95 yards, and two touchdowns. Yeah. He has a connection with Minshew. And Houston's secondary has been god-awful this season. Yeah, that's a good pick. Um, you know, the thing about Shark is when he's targeted, he gets he catches the ball. Um, you see a lot of guys that, you know, they'll get, you know, 15 targets but they'll only have seven catches or something like that. You know, Chark, first week, three targets, three catches. Second week, four targets, four catches. You know, and then, like you said, he missed week three. Week four comes back, nine targets, eight catches. So when, you know, Minshew throws him the ball, he comes down with it. Hey, and uh, my sleeper, I don't know if you can really call him a sleeper anymore, but I'm doing it anyway. Robbie Anderson. On the Carolina Panthers. Robbie Anderson. He is having a good year. I think the Jets could use his services right about now. Yes, I would say so. His worst uh, game receiving-wise was 55 yards, but besides that, he's had 114, 109, and 99. Yep. Clearly has a connection with Bridgewater, and they're playing that Atlanta secondary that we talked about earlier. Yeah, I think he's proven that he's more of just that deep threat that the Jets kind of labeled him as um, because he's getting targeted. 
You know, he's, he's not that. He's not that. What's that? He's got 28 catches this season already. Yeah. No, he's he's near the top of the league in uh, in receptions, and he's kind of showing that. You know, he doesn't just have to. Uh, you know, run that, run run those deep routes, and and be that home run hitter. He's he's getting volume, and he's doing doing good things with it. So, you know, Carolina's you know been been a pretty good offensive team for the most part with DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. They, they miss McCaffrey obviously, but Anderson's the beneficiary of those uh, extra targets going around. So, for wide receiver this week. My lock, I'm going to go with the stack here. I'm going to go with Juju uh, against Philly. Yeah. I think this is uh, I think this is the type of game that he's going to he's going to do well in. Uh, the Eagles have their issues. Um, 17th ranked against uh, wide receivers fantasy wise, so I'm I'm looking for him to have a a good game and uh, for Big Ben to uh, feed him the ball. So that's my that's my lock this week. My sleeper pick is going to be, and that's one, uh, you know, this guy's been coming on a little bit the last couple of weeks, Brandon Ayuk. Yes, he has. From San Francisco, going up against Miami, who's had their struggles uh, defensively. Uh, last two weeks, uh, 21.1 points against the Giants week three and 13.6 week four against Philly. Only two catches against Philly, but. They've been handing him the ball. Uh, last week he he had a one, he only had one carry, but one for thirty eight yards and a touchdown. So this guy's electrifying. He jumped over a guy uh, from about five yards away from the end zone and landed in the end zone. So uh, he's he's an athletic freak, and they just want to get him the ball. I think they're going to continue to try to do that. I guess this Miami defense. I think he's going to have a big game. Let's move to tight end before we finish up with defense. Who yeah. are tight end picks? For my lock, I'm going to go with uh, Tyler Higby. Mostly because I've watched Landon Collins my whole life. And uh, he cannot cover the tight end. Yeah, Higby, I mean, outside of that one three touchdown game, he really hasn't done much. But if there's going to be a game where he's going to revisit you know, the end zone, I think this could be the one. And then uh, my sleeper. I'm going to go Eric Ebron on Pittsburgh. I okay. talked about the three-touchdown game that uh, Higby had. It was actually against this uh, Philly defense. Yeah. Uh, I expect Ebron to do more of the same. I like that pick. Uh, my lock this week, um, you know, with that Denver-New England game postponed uh, and the Buffalo-Tennessee game postponed, Kind of lose out on some of those guys. I like John o. Smith this week, but he uh, will not be on the slate. Um, so my lock this week is going to be Darren Waller, Vegas against KC. I think they're going to have to throw the ball. And Waller, Waller has shown he's he's a very good player. Um, you know he's been double digit points every week except for uh, New England, which obviously you know Big Bill taken away. Uh, their best player, which is Waller. I think uh, you can make the argument between Jacobs and, and Waller, but uh, I think you're more worried about Waller. So you take him away. I think he's going to have a good game this week. By Locke, another pick, you know, 
going to hate myself for this one, too, but I'm going to go with Evan Ingram. <laughs> Lock him in against Dallas. Uh, Dallas has been a terrible, terrible defense. And, you know, you can't say Evan Ingram's not being targeted. You know, from week one to week four, it went seven, eight, five, ten. He just doesn't do anything. Doesn't catch it or does nothing with it. Yeah. So, you know, we talked about DJ Shark catching all of his targets. Uh, you look at Evan Ingram and he was targeted seven times in week one, only caught two. Targeted ten times last week, only caught six. So, you know, he's not really doing much with the targets, but he's, you know, I think he's going to be, uh, I think he's going to be all right. And if he's not, then we have serious problems. So, um, let's move to, let's finish up with defense. Who do you like this week? Uh, as my lock, I'm going to take the Ravens here. I okay. Mean, Can't go wrong. Maddie offense who just gives up sacks. This could be a dangerous game for Joe Burrow. Yeah, you can't go wrong with uh, the Ravens. I think what did they do last week. They they didn't do much last week. Yeah, I mean they've been they've been solid. You know, week one, week two, they scored fifteen. And then they you know against Kansas City, they gave up thirty four points, but they still scored at seven points because um, they make plays. And they get after the quarterback. And then uh, my sleeper. I'm going to take the Carolina defense. The hmm. Okay. I don't know if Julio's playing. It doesn't seem like Russell Gage is playing. Atlanta's just lost out there, and I think they're going to go with five this week. Uh, that's all right. It's a pretty interesting pick. Uh, Carolina's defense has uh, had, some, had some tough times, but I, I see you're thinking behind it. I see you're thinking. So, um, let me look at what I have here. My lock, my lock defensively. You know what? I was actually going to go on the flip side of that and go with Atlanta defense. I don't know why, but my lock this week is going to be the Colts defense. I like the way that they've been playing. They're averaging 13 points a game. Uh, week, you know, week two and week three, they scored 15 and 26, but, uh, so that kind of skews it a little. But I just like the way they've been playing. They haven't really been, you know, since that week one against Jacksonville, 11, 7, and 11 are the to- point totals that they've given up. And I know Cleveland just put up 49 on the Cowboys, but, I don't see that happening again, and Nick Chubb is out, so that changes things for them. Uh, I like that Colts defense to lock them in. My sleeper pick is actually going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. So I know I gave you a hard time about uh, you know Carolina, but you can give it right back, but there's been two two out of four games. Jacksonville has not scored a point on defense. <laughs> so, so that uh, and they've given up 30, po- 30 plus points the last three weeks. I look at how dysfunctional the Texans are, and I know Deshaun Watson is a great player, but you know they've had their struggles. Bill O'Brien's out. 
I don't know what they're going to do as far as, you know, the coaching situation. And uh, I just see them, you know, kind of folding their own four. I don't really see much from them this year. And uh, could get a little cheapy defense, 2,900 for the, ja- for the uh, Jags. So, so it's kind of a weird week. You know, you have postponed games, pushed back, which we've talked about. You yeah, know, now you see it more. Uh, leave its fingerprint on the season. Yeah, I mean, you're playing games on Tuesdays. You're you're almost get as if you're like a diehard football fan. You're almost getting your wish of like just football every day. <laughs> uh, by the end of the season, you might see that if things continue to go this way, because it doesn't sound like the NFL is going to. The NFL going to do everything in its power to not have games forfeited. Yeah, and there was talk about that this week with the Titans, um, and I still don't really know exactly how that all went down. But the they you know, had the practice. They were told don't meet up because they closed the facility, so they went to a high school, and then there was a picture of their offense working out there. I don't think the coaches were there, but well, it's that old players pop positive for COVID after that practice it's that old thing about you know in in college you know they have a lot of rules on when you can practice and it's that old captain's practice yeah let's have let's have a captain's practice no coaches around so that the captain should get the team together but doesn't outright say it yeah yeah so that's that's kind of the workaround if there were no coaches there let's have a captain's practice but uh yeah, that's, you know, you didn't, that, that's not, that's not what the NFL needs right now. Um, they have a lot of other issues that they need to kind of iron out, but, uh, COVID, you imagine that it was going to pop up at some point. It's happened in every league, I think, except for hockey. Hockey didn't seem to have any issues that I remember. The NBA didn't have any problems either. Yeah, the NBA was, you know, they had their bubble. Uh, you look at Major League Baseball, who wasn't in a bubble. They, had a lot of issues early on, not so much that you've heard of now. And then the NFL, not in a bubble. And even more so not in a bubble because they're allowing fans, which yeah. I don't think is really... Did you see uh, the Florida governor told the Dolphins, oh, you're good to go. You can fill your stadium. And the Dolphins were like, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that's pretty bad when you have teams saying no. We don't want more fans here because we don't think it's safe. Like when the NFL owners might be the quote unquote mortal moral compass. Yeah. Yeah, you know you have a problem. It's uh it's kind of a dangerous world then. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um when they're turning down that money. Like the you know, they don't need it to begin with, but you know, to turn down more money that's saying a lot. So uh alright, so those are our fantasy picks for week five. Locked them in. We got our sleepers. Um, I know you said that you've been doing pretty well on the season so far, as far as uh, you know, picking some good teams. So yeah. if you're going to listen to somebody, listen to Austin. <laughs> Follow our Twitter, and my girlfriend and I do a competition every week, and I'm zero and two. Yeah, let me rephrase that. Don't follow Austin. Follow his girlfriend. Follow follow Austin's girlfriend. Okay, 
She's got the donkey picks that'll win you some money. Yeah, it was uh, Murray this w- this past week, and then the week before it was uh, Rex Burkhead. Yeah, yeah, right, Rex Burkhead. Uh, she's so let's let's uh, say she's the running she's the donkey running back guru. Yeah, five can we give from uh, cheap running back. I don't think you can do any better than that. Can we give her that title? You're gonna have to get when we do this. You're gonna have to get her weekly donkey running back pick. We gotta, we gotta give that information out so that more people can benefit off of this. Because she's done pretty well so far. Um, so let's finish up with the week five picks against the spread. And, uh, let's have you go first. Let's give us your double down. Okay, my double down. I gave out their record earlier against the spread and hopefully they'll go five and out here. So let's go Seattle minus seven. Against the Vikings. I don't okay. think Cousins in any nationally televised game, and this is a Sunday night game. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Cousins has that bugaboo where he can't get out of his own way in prime time. And on the other side of the ball, you have Russell Wilson, who plays very well in prime time. Uh, so that minus seven, when I first saw that, I was a little, I thought that was maybe a little bit much, but um, I don't think that's a, that's a bad pick at all. Uh, my double down this week is going to be the Ravens at minus 12 and a half. I know that's a big line, but I like them against the Bengals. I don't think that the Bengals are going to be able to put up the amount of points needed to cover. Uh, I see Baltimore putting up 30 plus and, uh, just kind of running away with this one. The only thing I'm worried about may be backdoor cover, but again, I don't think it's going to be close enough to worry about that. So, um, you know, Ravens defense against a rookie quarterback, I'll take that 12 and a half, double down on that. Double digit spreads. The favorite is three and one on the season so far. Okay. Normally, you know, you're a little bit worried about that, but that makes me feel a little bit better. Let's keep it rolling. Okay. Uh, my next pick, I'm actually going to take the uh, Carolina Panthers at uh, plus two and a half against All the right. Falcons. You're you're big on the Panthers this week. Until Dan Quinn gets fired, I think I'm going to pick against him. <laughs> that's that's fair. Um, not you know a few years ago, Atlanta had one of the fastest, you know, hardest hitting defenses, and they've just been awful ever since. So ever since they made the Super Bowl, pretty much they've just been horrendous. Yeah, ever uh, since, uh, Mike Shanahan left. It seems like he was more important than uh, uh, Dan- uh, Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was kind of the de facto head coach, maybe. Um, he's now he's proven to be a better head coach than Dan Quinn. So, um, let's go to my second pick here. I'm going to go with Jacksonville plus five and a half. I don't know why the Texans are favored by almost a touchdown. Um. I don't really understand that. That's pretty insane when you think about it. Yeah, the Texans are 0-4 against the spread, 0-4 on the season, and you're going to give them a minus 5.5. Uh, I'll take Jacksonville without really thinking too much about it. Division game tends to be you know, a little bit close. 5.5 uh, is good. So give me that Jacksonville 5.5. How do you think Bill O'Brien feels seeing that spread? If he's worth 
<laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's like, you know, with him not on the team, his, with him not coaching, his team's a bigger favorite. And I know people have been just ripping on him. And, well, you know, obviously it's deserved. But, uh, yeah, that's got to hurt a little bit. I would think. Okay, uh, my next pick, I'm going to hate it. You're going to hate it. So I'm going to take the Giants plus nine. You know what I'll tell you? Honestly, I don't hate it because uh, I think the the Giants, you know, again, division game plus nine. Dallas' defense is being awful. The Giants' defense has actually been playing well. I don't hate that. I don't hate that. It's just a matter of whether the Giants can score points, basically. Yeah, which apparently is asking a lot these days. Uh, in in this in the day, yeah, in the day and age we're in now, you got to beg your team to put up points. Um, so I I do like it though. Plus nine, I think Prescott's you know he's gonna score. It's win, but hopefully a cover. That's all I'm praying for. Giants yeah. are two and two against the spread, while Dallas is zero and four. Yeah, that plus nine gives you. You know, an opportunity for backdoor uh, garbage time late touchdown if the Giants can just keep it close. You got to think that that's going to happen with the way that the Cowboys play defense. So, um, like you said, Cowboys are what? Uh, are they own four against the spread? You said yes. that they were, yeah. So, it's, uh, no, I don't mind that pick at all. Um, my third pick is going another uh, plus nine. I'm going to go with the Chargers plus nine against the Saints. Uh, I think Herbert's played well, and the Saints defense has not. Herbert has a pretty good connection with Keenan Allen, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, the rookie quarterback on the road in the Superdome that doesn't have any fans. Um, plus nine, I think this is uh, kind of a pretty big number for the Saints who have not really looked like the Saints of old. So uh, give me the Chargers this week. Okay, um, my fourth pick, I'm going to take the Raiders against the Chiefs at plus 11.5. Plus 11.5 Raiders on the road in one of the few stadiums that allows fans. Um, yeah, that plus, plus 11, 11.5 is, is pretty big for these two teams. I want to look up something real quick. You can tell the Raiders are going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, control the clock. They actually play the Chiefs decently. Yeah, I want to see... They get rugs back this week, so they have a deep threat. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at the the last, the head-to-heads. Okay. I They've beaten the Raiders 13 straight times, the Chiefs. Yeah, the last uh last ten against the spread. Um, three and seven for the Raiders. The last three, the average score is thirty four to seven. So that's like um it's been it's been a rough go of it the last few weeks. Uh the last few games. But this I think this is a different Vegas team. I think it is too, but if you look at their rushing average the Raiders are running for over 125 yards rushing. Yeah, offensively, uh, let's look at the, the rankings here. Yeah, let's look at the rankings. 
Um, yeah, Las Vegas said they can run the football. Um, they have a positive time of possession, so they're possessing the team, uh, possessing the ball longer uh, than not. It was last year against the uh, Chiefs. The Raiders gave up 28 points in one quarter, and that's all the points they gave up to the Chiefs in the game. Yeah. 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 I mean, the Chiefs can go off at any point, um, so you're worried about that. But, you know, 11 and a half is, is a big number for a division game. Chiefs just own this division, so, um, you know, take that for what it's worth. You just hope that Derek Carr doesn't play like garbage. He always has a few games where he just doesn't show up, so. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, KC has kind of been sleepwalking through the season so far. They only really got up for the Ravens game, but besides that, they've had a pretty much a cakewalk. Yeah, um, I agree. I think they've been, like, you know, sleepwalking was a good way to put it. Uh, they kind of know what they're all about, and when they need to turn it on, they'll turn it on. Until then, uh, you know, they're just kind of at a coast, and the AFC is kind of theirs for the taking right now. You saw it a couple weeks ago against the Ravens. They dismantled it. Uh, so they'll get up for those big games. This is a big division game. Uh, you just kind of hope the Raiders keep it close, obviously. So. Yeah, this is more of a gut feeling than numbers feeling, but for some reason I'm feeling the Raiders. Yeah, that's um, you know, it's a big spread. So hope for a backdoor at some point. I don't think you're thinking the Raiders are going to win the game. So well, kind of yeah, you're kind of hoping for a backdoor cover. Uh, fourth pick before we get to the head to head. I like the Colts this week minus one in Cleveland. I think. Uh, Cleveland, you know, they're 3-1 and one right now, so they're looking pretty good. I think the defense is still struggling, and they put up 49 points against the Cowboys team that can't stop anybody right now. So I want to see. I want to – why can't I find one here? Indy Cleveland. Okay. So on DraftKings, they're minus one. Some sites, this is a pick em. Uh They have, you know – Cleveland first rank rushing offense, fourth rank scoring offense. So they're, you know, they're looking good. Mayfield, you know, they have the twenty eighth ranked passing. It's almost like they saw, hey, our strength is running the football, so let's run the football. Believe it or not. Uh, so, you know, they've looked a lot better um, defensively. They give up a ton of passing yards. So, you know, I think I think Indy's going to be able to kind of have their pick. Uh, are they they're going to want to run the football or they're going to want to throw the football? Um, I think they're going to be able to do do what they want to do. And uh, Indy's offense is on the field for almost 34 minutes a game. So if Cleveland, you know, does their typical, you know, let Mayfield throw the ball a bunch of times and, you know, go three and out or turn the ball over, uh, they're going to be in for a long day. So I like Indy uh, minus one. Let's get to our head-to-head. So why don't you throw that out there for uh, for us? Okay, I'm going to pick the Washington versus the Rams. Who do you like right. in that game? So I I like the Rams. Okay. I know you were kind of hinting earlier at the fact that um you know before we hopped on here that you were looking at the Redskins as a potential. Sorry, 
the Washington football team <laughs> as as a uh, as a potential uh, cover here. So, yeah, specific reason. My reason is you want to know the Rams' last three games. Let's hear them. They played Philly week two on the East Coast. No, no, uh, Philly week three on the East Coast. Okay. Then it was back to the West Coast to play the Giants. And now it's back to the East Coast to play Washington. All in three weeks. They're just traveling all over the place. Blown across country six times now. Yeah, that's uh, that's a lot. I think McVeigh's team historically has played well coming to the East Coast, but you don't normally see a situation where you're going back and forth and back and forth uh, like that. So uh, the scheduling, you know, gods didn't do them any favors. Uh, I mean, you get to play the NFC East, so that is a favor, but... That's true. I think typically, if you if you know you're going to be coming to the East Coast a lot, they'll put the games back-to-back weeks. I think and... they try to, but they share a stadium with the Chargers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that gives you problems. It's kind of like the with the Jets uh, and the Giants. You know, we all know that. We know that a little all too well, so... But yeah, I mean, it'd be nice if they were able to get them back to back and they could stay on the East Coast or, or, or whatever. But, um, it is a lot of, it is a lot of traveling. I mean, touchdown's a big number for a team coming all the way out there playing, uh, they play at one o'clock, right? Yeah. Um, so that's always tough. But, uh, what I'm looking at here is, you know, Los Angeles, the Rams having their, having their weapons. Uh, Washington is not a good team. I mean, I don't even know if we know who's going to play quarterback for them. Uh, but you know, their D line, their D, their D line gets after it every once in a while. And the Rams offensive line has had their struggles. So if that's, if it's going to, if the, if Washington's going to have a chance, it's going to be because their D line is just going to step up and, and play. Um, and we do know if he hit golf, he will get rattled. So yeah. He has those games where he just can't hit the broad side of a barn, as they say, and uh, and he struggles. So those are our picks. Why don't you give him a, give a quick recap of our picks this week before we uh, sign off here? Okay. Um, Max, you went with Baltimore minus twelve and a half, the Jags plus five and a half, the Chargers plus nine, the Colts minus one, and the Rams minus seven and a half. And I went. Seattle minus seven, two and a half, the Giants plus nine, the Raiders plus and a half, and Washington plus seven and a half. All right, let me ask you this. Do you think that Gruden wears an actual mask this week? Um, I don't know his current marital situation, but <laughs> if he's married, I guarantee you he wears a mask because he's going to get murdered if. He has another hundred thousand dollar fine. <laughs> you know, it's it, it adds up after a while. You know, he is making ten million a year, but I mean, if you're getting that every week, that's sixteen percent of your salary, <laughs> uh, and that's before taxes. Yeah, so I mean, it's a that's a big hit to your wallet. Write that check to the NFL, a hundred k. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's kind of amusing at this point. Uh, because he, I don't know what he had on. Was it last week? Oh, the thong? 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's doing it on purpose. So, you know, it's just, it's just some, some fun, uh, and, and for it to come from him, I mean, you kind of expect it at this point. Uh, so, so it's pretty amusing, but that's our, that's our show for you. Uh, you know, we, again, we had to kind of, um, have a little makeshift, uh, studio. I, I, t- I took a picture of mine. I'll put it out on Instagram and, uh, show you what I'm working with over here. My back's killing me. I'm sitting on the floor. I'll give you guys an idea of what, what we're doing, but, um, you know, this is going to be kind of how we're, we're probably going to do it going forward because, you know, I, I moved, uh, off Long Island last week. So, um, you know, it's a big deal, but we're going to keep it going. We're going to, we're going to make it work. So you also, you want to give them our, uh, Twitter and our Instagram handles before we get out of here? All right. Um, it's, please follow us on Twitter at square the sharp for all of Chrissy's donkey pick. <laughs> Uh, like and review us and subscribe on iTunes at Squaring Up the Sharp. And if you want to email us, it's squaringuptheSharp at gmail.com. And we're now on Instagram at Squaring Up the Sharp, too. Yeah, so there's, there's a lot of ways to uh, follow us. Uh, so, you know, help us out and do that. And uh, let us know what you think about the show. So that's, that's what we got for uh, going into week five tomorrow, Sunday, big day. Uh, for those of you that watch the Red Zone, you can just sit there for eight hours and or seven hours and just you know, so yeah just look at uh scott hansen and uh enjoy your sunday so you ever wonder uh, why scott hansen just doesn't say why don't you have a seat right here <laughs> That's how I open every show they're, they're they've probably decided not to have anybody else except for him on the set because <laughs> they're worried that you know he's just gonna say that but uh <laughs> Um, they should do that. Just have a little fun with it. Cause you know, I'm watching him and it's like, he's up there for seven hours by himself, just talking. And that's why, you know, he come, he came up with, uh, what, what did he, what he, he came up with that one uh, term oh. for the eight, eight point play. What do you, yeah, the octopus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess when you're, you know, when you're, when you're on your own for seven hours, uh, your mind wanders to some weird places, but. They got to hire him a writing staff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, at this point, you'd think he'd have one, you know? He's been doing it for so long. He's, he's a household name. Um, but yeah, uh, for Twitter, Instagram, iTunes, we're on everything now. So make sure to, to check us out. And, uh, you know, Austin, why don't you, why don't you sign us off today? Okay. Here's to squaring up the sharp. <laughs>